the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian, is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Welcome to our show today, Biblical Citizens. Last week we discussed with co-author John Leake how doctors like Peter McCullough, world-renowned cardiologist, responded to the promptings of his conscience instead of obeying unelected bureaucrats in response to COVID. Dr. McCullough and his colleagues prevented thousands of hospitalizations and deaths with with repurposed, safe, effective, FDA-approved drugs. Today we have with us Dr. Brian Tyson of our own Imperial Valley, who's also one of the amazing heroes of this COVID era. He he and his colleague, Dr. George Fareed, also saw as early as March 2020 that there were safe, effective treatments for COVID, and they started treating their patients. They ignored criticism. They set up pop tents for the thousands of patients who came to them. They wanted to share their protocols and get other doctors to use them as well. But YouTube took down their messages. They were either maligned or ignored by the mainstream press. So they also have a book, Dr. Tyson and, and Dr. Fareed, uh, telling their story called Overcoming the COVID Darkness, How Two Doctors Successfully Treated 7,000 patients, patients. And that's really the, the test is do these treatments work? Well, here's the proof right here. So it's available on Amazon, and it gets five-star re- star reviews, by the way. So we're so excited to have Dr. Tyson with us today. Welcome today. Hi, thank you. Thank you both for having me. Appreciate it. Dr. Tyson, of course, there's a lot. We're not going to be able to talk about everything, but I'm so curious. What got you first started on this path to treating patients with a regimen that required you to go totally against the CDC and the NIH and the media and all these powerful forces. How, how did you, what spurred you on to do that? Well, I mean, so initially there, there was no recommendations for any treatment. And so we were devising and doing our own research to find that treatment. Um, we had a very tragic event where my, my daughter's music manager, Gary Salzman, came down with COVID in New York. Um, they didn't, they didn't uh, treat him. Uh, they didn't even test him. Um, and they, uh, they, they basically allowed him to die in the hospital with, with no treatment available um, or, or wanting to even give him treatment at that time. So I told myself, you know, I wasn't going to allow that to happen. Um, and you know, I, I did my research, we, we found some drugs and we started treating patients early before, like I said, before there were even any recommendations for, or even against it. 
Uh, hydroxychloroquine was one of those drugs that in 2005, the NIH had done a study that showed chloroquine was a potent inhibitor of the SARS coronavirus and its spread. Uh, we knew combining hydroxychloroquine with zinc uh, helps, uh, you know, with viral replication to prevent it. And, you know, vitamin C and D3 are some of the other, you know, uh, vitamins that we all use when we get the flu. So that's kind of how it started. Um, we started seeing some, you know, positive chest x-rays. So we added Zithromax and doxycycline uh, for those chest x-ray findings. And the symptoms that the patients were having were very asthma-like symptoms, uh, shortness of breath and chest pain, but their lungs were clear. So we gave them some albuterol and we gave them some uh, inhaled steroids uh, and, you know, followed the patients along. And lo and behold, they started getting better. Uh, chest x-rays improved, symptoms got better, and patients started surviving. So that's how we came about with early treatment. And it wasn't, you know, uh, it, we didn't think it was going to be a fight. We thought it was going to be a success story. Uh, yeah. When we started to 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 tell people, hey, this is working, um, we, we went on KUSI News in San Diego, and we told them, hey, look, you know, there's there's treatment available, guys, and if you if you follow this protocol, um, patients are getting better, and you had the chest X-rays to prove it. And this was uh, early and, on too. This was very, pretty this early, on. early on. I mean, yeah, you didn't just yeah. sit on your hands and and wait. Uh, you you yeah. started using it, and and so when did they start criticizing and and you you wanted to right share your the, results right yeah it was right after it was right after the KUSI story um it's like how dare you come out with a treatment for this you know you're not supposed to have treatment for this you're supposed to go along with the narrative of fear and 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 and, and hiding from everyone and you know staying in your homes and closing your businesses and that's when I knew it was it was more than, you know, just a, an illness uh, that we were treating. It was, you know, this, there's this, you know, control issue going on because never have we seen in medicine the pushback for treating sick people. Yeah, you that's know? not what's uh, supposed to happen. No, uh, it wasn't. And it was, it was, you know, it was, it was awful, you know, uh, from there on out um, on, on, what 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 has transpired the, during this last two and a half years? Yeah, Dr. McCullough said usually doctors get together, they confer, they come up with a treatment plan, they they share it, they share share their results. He got shut down with his study that he did too. Although doctors did get a hold of that, and you were one of those that got one a hold of his study, right? That was that was published. Yeah, we were actually part of his published study. So our data in, in our treatment was, was part of that initial protocol. Um, and, and, you know, we participated in that paper. So how did they sh try to shut you down? I mean, exactly. Like, what did they do? Well, I mean, it was, it was uh, number one was censorship. So anytime we would post something, uh, Facebook would take it down, YouTube would take it down, uh, Twitter would take it down. They would slap these, you know, uh, you know, warning signs. This is not not approved treatment. Uh, this is you know misinformation, misleading, um, which which I found you know ridiculous because 
you know, again, I can show you the chest X-ray on day one and I can show you the chest X-ray on day seven. And you can see a clear improvement in chest X-rays. You can see a clear improvement in patient symptoms. You know, none of my patients died if they started treatment before day seven. So, I mean, we have now over 12,000 patients in our database. 12,000. Wow. Because your book is 7,000. Yeah, it's still going up a lot. Yeah, You're still treating a lot of patients. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, all the data is there. So if anybody wants the data to verify it, come, you know, come, come look at it. Uh, The state of California had all of the data in their hands, including the treatment data, but they didn't, they didn't want it. They didn't want to look at it. They didn't want to look at the reinfection rate. Um, All they wanted was the positivity data, the demographics, uh, the age groups, uh, and their comorbidities. And then they just didn't want to know. They didn't want to know what we were doing to treat. You know, this, this, and they slammed hydroxychloroquine as ineffective and dangerous even. And then, and also ivermectin, they came out against that saying it was a horse medicine when penicillin for heaven's sake is used on horses or animals as well, but they don't call that a horse medicine. Our only, our own family doctor, (laughs) when I, uh, came down with COVID, he said hydroxychloroquine is is not valid. But I already had yeah. hydroxychloroquine at the home that I'd gotten, I think, from America's Frontline Doctors. And I started taking it, and I don't know if I even had COVID, but whatever I had, it was gone within a day and a half. So I got it. <laughs> I got it. I started yeah. taking that the very first morning. But I want to ask you another question, Dr. Tyson. So all this pushback, to me, begs the question, you know, kind of like why? Now, some guests on our show have talked about this great reset and you know, the World Economic Forum and big corporations and the big, I think you talk about a term you use is the biopharmaceutical complex. So what do you think? What's what's behind all this? What's behind the biopharmaceutical complex? Oh, that's Dr. McCullough anyway. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so, so the biggest, so the, 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 the number one thing is money and power. Um, this is money and power. So this is, this is a, a, a big power grab. Um, with billions and hundreds of billions of dollars behind it. When, when you look at most research that comes out, especially with these biotherapeutics, okay, you're looking at a 10 to 15-year window to get these approved. Okay, There's no yeah. way that they were going to get this approved the traditional way. Yeah, so the vaccine. You, well, right, as need, a therapeutic, right. right. Yeah. Or you need need a right. So you need a emergency. And here you go. Here's COVID. COVID is the emergency. You need no other available treatment available in order to get an emergency use authorization. So they had to say hydroxychloroquine doesn't work. They have to say ivermectin doesn't work. They had to say that NAC didn't work or aspirin didn't work or outpatient steroids didn't work. The only thing that works is all of these emergency use therapeutics, and that includes remdesivir, Paxlovid, and the you know uh, so-called vaccine. Um, because if you have alternative treatments, you cannot get an emergency use authorization. It's that plain and simple. So in order for them to push these 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 therapeutics out in the window time frame that they needed to do it. It had to be done under these circumstances, and that's why they dis, dis, discounted all of the drugs that we knew worked 
This is the same play that Anthony Fauci used in the 1980s with Bactrim and, and prednisone when it came to treatment of the HIV PCP pneumonia. Oh, wow. uh, he wanted to push out his drug AZT, uh, so he pushed away Bactrim with prednisone and did the same thing. Thousands of people in the AIDS community died uh, that didn't need to. And then they found out later, yeah, you're right, AZT did not work, and Bactrim and uh, prednisone is the standard of care now for treatment for PCP pneumonia. I have so not even heard that, but what a, a telling. Scandal. It's in uh, RFK's yeah, book. we've seen it before. Yeah. It, and, and so Anthony There's Fauci has been at this for a long time. You know, we're coming right up to a quick break. Stay tuned, listeners. we got a lot more to talk about with Dr. Brian Tyson. Be right back. There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K-Praise. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Melanakis on K-Praise. We are back with Dr. Brian Tyson, who, in addition to being a phenomenal doctor in the Imperial Valley, recently stepped up to run for Congress to help change some of the many things that are wrong in our government. And uh, he, he also has a book, Overcoming the Covert Darkness. But I want to ask real quick, Dr. Tyson, before we move on to running for Congress, what do you think of the new Pfizer drug, Paxlovid, as a, compared to the the repurposed drugs that you've been using. Because we have a close friend that's just been put on that yeah. drug in the last few days. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 don't, uh, I don't have um, a whole lot of experience using it because the side effect profile is pretty, pretty strong on that. That's uh, what I so thought. So I'm more comfortable. Yeah. yeah, I'm more comfortable using the treatment that we have because we've, we've proven that it's worked over the last two and a half years. Um, the safety profile of the meds that I use are a lot safer than, than Paxlovid, um, as well as we're not seeing, we don't see the rebound uh, COVID-19 that is being reported with, with Paxlovid. Um, but, you know, again, it, some treatment um, in, in some cases is better than no treatment. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't say one or the other. I would say if you can get our early treatment protocol, use it. If you can't, then, uh, you know, Paxlovid seems to be uh, an alternative. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. I want to talk a little bit about, I don't know how you've done it, but being such a busy doctor, having so much going on, but you've just run for United States Congress in the Imperial Valley 25th District, and I saw some of your endorsements were like Sean Hannity and Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, who also came out with an early protocol. And in the results, you didn't quite make it in the top two. I think you finished number three. But my first question is, what caused a busy doctor like you to run for Congress? Well, I mean, it was what we were facing. It's this, this medical tyranny leading to the social tyranny systems across the, the nation and even this world. Um, you know, we've, we've had to fight so hard to treat sick people. Um, and, you know, small businesses um, are still being affected. Um, employment uh, is, is still difficult. Um, you know, people are still being forced 
to get vaccines to work. Um, even though we see the efficiency of these these so-called vaccines uh, waning tremendously, um, and you know, we, you know, kids are being uh, forced to to take a, an experiment to go to college. They're talking about it in the elementary schools and the high schools. So, you know, at some point as an American, we have to stand up, right? And and, and the famous words, if not me, who, right? And if not now, when? Um, I mean, that that's that's basically, you know, words I live by right now, which is, you know, we have to do something to change things or we have to change things. Uh, and 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 that's that's where what, what led me to run. Well, I can understand that, and I can understand why medical freedom and things relating to that, especially given your background, would be number one. But another thing, in addition to that, that you mentioned is water rights. So, what's the current state of water rights, not only in the Imperial Valley, but let's say in California? And what do you do? You have any proposal of what we can do to? protect water rights because that's pretty important to life as well well yeah so that's that's where you know you have to look at um, what's going on in the in the democratic run large cities uh, example Los Angeles and uh, San Francisco San Diego um, their inability to govern those cities is causing a influx of need for water. Um, and they're trying to take it from the farming community, which is feeding America. So, you know, there's this, they, they want to ignore the fact that we need water for agriculture. Um, they want to ignore the fact that, you know, we're, we're wasting water, um, you know, through, through ridiculous policies from the EPA. Uh, we're, we're wasting water when it comes to you know, lawns and, and, and water parks and, and golf courses in, in these large metropolitan areas um, while trying to force the agriculture community to conserve, conserve, conserve. You know, they've got uh, plans to, you know, uh, foul uh, agricultural land by putting solar on it to give them a water credit. Um, but they're creating a food shortage when they don't need to be creating a food uh, shortage, they need to be creating policies in the in the the cities and getting rid of the red tape to allow them to conserve the water that they need, you know, in these large metropolitan areas and stop trying to take the water from the Colorado River. So there's there's a big fight right now because we're looking at a forty percent reduction in water uh, to Imperial County, which would be devastating. To the farming community out here and it's all government policies it's not that we have a shortage of water there it's a government created drought or lack of conservation lot lack of using resources right, properly right. and 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 yeah we're pretty soon we're not going to have anything to eat either and like, joe wow. Bi- our, our wonderful president joe biden has already told us we're facing food shortages lack of fertilizer now you're talking about lack of water Man, oh man, our government is something yeah. that it seems like we have to fight against, or I should say the government is fighting against us as opposed to supporting our needs. Kath, did you have a question about right, the... Because they can't, they can't, right, if they just looked at, at, at simple storage policies, right? If, if Imperial County, for example, saves, you know, and, and conserves, you know, say half a million acre feet, and they want to store it. They have to store it in Lake Mead. 
Well, Lake Mead, right, is 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 so low right now that they're trying to get their water from Lake Powell. So it's like if if we said, well, why don't we store that that acre feet in Lake Powell instead of Lake Mead, right? And yeah. and, and that would make more sense because that's up river. And, and we can say, okay, so when we need that water, we can borrow it from Lake Powell. They'll release it down to Lake Mead and, and release it uh, down to the Imperial County. Oh, no, you can't do that because you can only store water here. You know what I mean? Like that's, those are the idiot policies that, that just, you know, these people have no common sense over. Um, you know, there's that whole smelt fish thing going up in Northern California, right? You can't, you can't uh, you know, dam up this river because of the smelt fish that's not even – you know, a, a, a local resident. It was it was an imported resident to to the river up there, and and now that. But you know, if you if you dam that river up and store water, then you're going to affect this fish. And okay, I well, believe that at it's time. Yeah. Right. You know, and at the same time, we need the water, so you have to make a decision. You're going to worry about the fish, or you're going to worry about the human population exactly. that needs the water to survive. And it makes um, it just brings up the conclusion, at least in some people's minds, like my own, that it it's the cover story. They really want to, you know, go against the middle class, reduce the population, or whatever, and they don't, you know, it's it, they just say it's about the fish when it's not really. It's well, it it's against them. no. It's it helps get, them get more control, for and, sure. Yeah, people are dependent it's on control. them. It's control, yep. exactly. Control. It's, it's a control play because, you know, then they get to implement their policies, you know, of, of tyranny. Well, now the water is so low, you guys have to do X, Y, and Z. Okay, yeah. so we do X, Y, and Z, right? And that then, again, affects the farming community. It affects business. It affects employment. It affects all of these things. It's not Things really about the down. fish at all. So, right. But, it's, there's this huge separation between the ultra-rich and, and the middle class is being destroyed. Uh, but that's how you get control of a population. Yeah. Right? I mean, think about it. Go through history. That's why, that's why they don't teach history anymore in school. Um, they don't want people to understand that, you know, when you take out the middle class, you have the, 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 the haves and the have-nots. And the haves will always control the have-nots because the have-nots have no ability to fight back. No resources, no resources. Right? In the time we have left, exactly. let's go over securing the border. And what? how do people feel down in Imperial County about all the immigrants coming over and the lawlessness? I mean, people don't like it. I mean, nobody likes it. I don't care what, what, what population you talk to, nobody likes it. Um you well, know, you know, there's been of all the fentanyl coming across the southern border. Everybody knows it. Uh, drug trafficking, sex trafficking, child trafficking. Um, you know, the, the, the cartels are getting rich uh, during for during this whole process. We're basically funding the drug cartels, uh, you know, by by giving them the money to to import all of these people coming up from Honduras and in and, and Brazil and, and everywhere, you know, south of Mexico. Uh, Guatemala, they're all coming up in these caravans. They're all making huge amounts of money to do this. Um, when there's processes in place that people can get legal, you know, uh, visas, they can come over here legally. They can work over here legally. Uh, and, you know, my, my, my family's a classic example of that. Um, you know, my sister, my sister-in-law, my mother-in-law, they're all doing things the, the legal right way. 
Um, and they're getting their papers. They're getting their, their, their jobs. They're able to work here now. And, and there's no problem with it. So why do you have to do it illegally when there's legal uh, ways to do it? You know, and my, my goal was to try to streamline that process, um, you know, so that way, you know, if you can make it easier to do it legally, then it would be less likely to do the illegal route. Um, but, you know, these caravans and things, that's a whole different story because they're just bringing them up by the groves, dumping them across the border. The, the cartels are making, you know, five, $5,000 per person basically doing it. And it's a get rich uh, quick scheme. And we just saw the congressional seat flip in Texas of the uh it's, it a Hispanic repre- Republican took yeah. a heavily Democratic seat, and we hope it happens in the district that you're in, and we look forward to you continue to be involved politically. Dr. Tyson, we're at the end of our time for today, but it's been really great talking with you. We'd love to have you on a future episode as well, but thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. To bless your neighbor this week, get that book, Overcoming the COVID Darkness, by Dr. Brian Tyson. It's available on Amazon. Till next week. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the Biblical Citizen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com